right, man. Hey, listen, man. A lot of people are saying that LeBron James is the MVP. And I don't think so. I know he's having a great year and all that, but I really don't think so. Um, you know, I have my reasons. I'll explain in a little bit. Right now, I'm with my guy, Tate Frazier. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? From Titus and Tate Podcast. You know what I mean? On Fox Sports. He also built the ringer with Bill Simmons. You know, uh, this is the Hoop Lord. If, if uh, you're just tuning in, you know what I mean? The Hoop Lord Podcast. Uh, yeah, my guy Tate Frazier. I don't know how he feels about the the LeBron thing, but you know, we'll ask him right now. No, I uh, <laughs> I want to get into all this, but first I just want to say what an honor, you know, to be on with the ho- like the hoop lord. I mean, I've always, you know, there's like the hood pope. I always thought that was a great name, you know. Yeah, that, yeah. that ASAP Ferg pulled out. So like the hoop lord is a great name. So anytime like oh, I, man, I like I the ASAP mob, I like the Lord. You know, like yeah, I, yeah. I grew up in church. I'm from the South. I'm Baptist, oh, yeah. so you know, yeah. I respect the Lord. You know, right, I mean? right. the Lord and Savior, and you are apparently right. going to be our Lord and Savior of. of of all who hey, right? I try, I try to be that that voice. You know that 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 conscious voice that you hear in your head if you're a hooper. You know to do the right thing, to make the right decisions. You know, what I'm saying I, I lay down the law. I'm not a um, you know, I, I'm fair. I'm fair. Just put it that way. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you're fair and balanced. I'm fair on my on my judgments. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. gonna be putting out my ten hoop commandments soon. So we'll 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 talk about those. You know, but uh, right now is a guy who actually. Wrote uh, a whole book on the hoop law and the King James version, basically of the yes. Bible, yes, of the hoop Bible, and that's LeBron. He's 17 years in right now, right, and um, he's playing crazy, mm-hmm. playing crazy, and he's making a. It seems like he's making a, a statement, right? Mm-hmm. He's having a statement year. My thing is, he's had opportunities to have statement games. But he hasn't made a statement in those games. Except for the Pelicans, right? Recently. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. You, if you, okay, statement games to me, I would say <laughs> going into this year, I didn't, I didn't say, wow, that when, 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 Zion, when, when LeBron meets Zion, <laughs> he got to make a statement. I didn't say that. I, I definitely, Only ESPN said that, yeah. I guess, you know, <laughs> yeah, they lead after them. You know what I mean? Because I thought. Going into this year, the only statement need to be made is when you play the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Every game you play the Clippers, you got to make that statement. And game one was the first game he could have made that statement. He didn't. So we had to wait to Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Where he knew, all the Bron fans out there knew he had to bring, he had to have a great performance on Christmas, right? Another dud. Another time he could have had a great performance, uh, I mean, you know, a statement game, we got robbed of that because, unfortunately, Kobe, right? Mm-hmm. So the next game in the Staples was against who? Portland. Mm-hmm. He made a speech before. But the statement was the game to let everybody know, well, I still got you, we still here, the spirit of Kobe is still here. Mm-hmm. It got in Damian Lillard's body. And Portland won that game. And Portland got and, and Damian Lillard must have had what sixty or mm-hmm. fifty eight <laughs> or something crazy, right? That was a statement that was not made by LeBron. Another thing, I know All Star Game ain't, ain't the most important, mm-hmm. right? But it's still a statement to be made if you're trying to you you know say this is my 17th year, but this is my MVP campaign. Mm-hmm. Like I'm obviously going for the MVP. Make the statement. Don't pick Kawhi on your team, first of all. <laughs> Don't do that. But, okay, you did. Mm-hmm. 
but then win MVP. <laughs> Don't let Kawhi win MVP. So I mean, I, I just I just think he's making statements against Luca and mm-hmm. Zion to let them know that y'all still got some work to do. I'm still the guy that y'all chasing, but that's not the statement that I'm happy with. I'm not going to change my criteria that I had for LeBron in the beginning. It was all about the the. It was all about Kawhi. Is in your backyard. What are you going to do? Technically, you're in his backyard, but you mm-hmm. beat him there, so. He's here and he want all the smoke. He didn't want to join you, so what are you going to do? That's the only statement needs to be made. Mm-hmm. And if you look around, right? So all the LeBron, you know, the the, the LeBron love, right, is coming back because of these recent games and yeah. these recent moments. And LeBron's yeah. doing the exact same thing he's done for the past, you know, 12, 15 years, which is like you said, bring up the new guy. Yeah. He says that guy's super talented. Yeah. He'll learn a lot in the league. But I'm still here, and I'm still yeah. the best. So here's here are the here are the thoughts from the best player in the league on this person. But as you said, Kawhi Leonard was picked by him in the All Star game. The mm-hmm. first play of the game, LeBron James gets the ball instead of trying to score. He passes the ball mm-hmm. to Kawhi Leonard, who hits a three, who then sets the records for the most three in the All Star game. I, I mean, you get outplayed, outperformed on a stage where you you're the biggest performer in the league. Mm-hmm. You're the one that's you showtime. You know. It's no doubt about that. Like, your box office. Kawhi Leonard is just great. Mm-hmm. He's not somebody you want to be. He's not somebody that wants you to want to be like him. <laughs> he don't even care about none of that. He don't care what you think he has to prove or he anything He doesn't want like to be that. a role model. He doesn't want to be talked about. He At just all. wants to win games. And I think specifically he just wants to beat LeBron in the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Like, he has things like – like, he don't got it all there. He he got some things in him that's, you know, burning deep inside of him and, and just, you know, other issues. But he knows as far as on that court, I just want to be the best and I want to be better than LeBron James. I don't want to play with him. Like, you know, I want this. I want all this smoke. LeBron, act like he don't see it. That's what bothers me about LeBron. And I just don't think you can win MVP until you – I'm not going to – you're not going to be the favorite to win MVP until you really show that you can ball out against Kawhi. And I guess what we got to wait to the last game of the season or something for them to make that mm-hmm. up. Whenever they can make that game up, I mean, is only one game one one game left against them or what? One game left. Yeah, one game. So they played three? No, no, they only played two. And then one got canceled, right? Are they going to make it up and then they're going to play the other one? I think I guess it'll be a fourth. Yeah, it should be – so he still got, I mean, he still got two games, I guess. It would have been cool if they would have just um, had 81 games apiece, though. Mm-hmm. Just left it like that. But we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, man, you know, I'm not going to just keep slandering or hating or whatever the, the, the Brian sexual is going to call me. I'm not going to keep doing that about LeBron. We could go, we, could, we can move on to another topic. You know what I'm saying? Okay, my main man was back in the news this week, and I'm so happy because basketball is is better with this guy. The world is better with this guy. Um, LeVar Ball. Shout out to Hoop Lord. Do your thing, baby. One of my favorites. You know, uh, his nickname is The Goat for a reason. I think, by the way, I think he's the best. Uh, he's the most worthy um, fake goat. <laughs> that we got out here You know what I'm saying Cause you got Caruso Running around here With the GOAT title You got a couple guys Out there But I like I think LeVar Should really be like In strong consideration For, for the best fake GOAT Cause he's the GOAT Got three boys 
that was the best high school team I ever saw. You know what I mean? And I've been around some high school ball, better players individually maybe combined on the same team, but not they didn't do what they did. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And it was kind of unexpected. It was all brothers. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I love the the ball family and LeVar Ball. You know what I mean? I don't know about Jello leading the NBA in scoring. <laughs> I don't know about that. You know, I don't know about that. I, hey, look, I hope so. Mm -hmm. That'll be dope. I love Jello. Jello can shoot. I think he's the best shooter out of the three. But um, Mello is the guy. You know, Mello is the guy. I always thought I keep hitting this shit. <laughs> hit this. I'm about to smoke this shit. This shit <laughs> anyway, um, I think Mello is the guy. He's the most talented one out mm -hmm. of the three. Lonzo is definitely the floor general, and he's coming into his own jello's the shooter i do think all three of them could play on the nba team you know um together what'd you think what do you think about that i think that the ball family right i mean they mastered the pr world but they also like you said dominated basketball like the warriors did from the three-point line i mean they kind of yeah. they kind of changed the, the landscape did. a little bit especially out in california everyone heard about the ball family people yeah. went and drove and watched them play with each mm -hmm. other people saw jason kidd and lonzo mm -hmm. people saw Lamelo as basically the perfect combination of Leangelo and Lonzo. And Lonzo mix, right. And there's a chance that Lamelo could be the number one pick, right? Are people saying that? Yeah, you know what? He was uh, projected to be number one pick. For I, I remember when I was saying he was going to be number one pick, he wasn't even yeah, people on think a that draft board. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying? So then he got on a draft board. He was kind of low. Then he shot up to number one after all them Illawarra games and stuff, mm -hmm. which I was streaming live, and I just knew <laughs> that I'm, I'm looking at the best – prospect in the draft you know what i'm saying this this guy right here is the best so you know he shot up you know after they they had to just bow down and say yeah he he is the best one so now they trying to i guess look be strategic about it and say um where where does he fit better so i think the knicks you know and uh and lavar said that's that's his uh ideal destination but you know LaMelo is the kind of guy that's going to perform well no matter where he goes. Yeah, he do got to go in a, a situation where the coach let him rock out. You know what I mean? Just, mm -hmm. you know, take the, the uh, leash off of him and just let him go. Because with his confidence, it's through the roof. He's not a, a project. He's not mm -hmm. a, a – like Lonzo Ball was dealing with a lot when he came in. Mm -hmm. That pressure was crazy. Mm -hmm. LeVar, like he wasn't ready for LeVar to be saying my son is better than Steph Curry and all <laughs> this stuff. Like, no, his game wasn't polished enough. Um, I think he was going through some stuff with his uh, his mom's going through a stroke. Uh, the whole big baller brand was launching. It just wasn't. It was bad timing. Um, Patrick Beverly was the first guy you faced. Mm -hmm. That's just not. Mm -hmm. Ideal. A guy that wants to smoke, like you're saying. Patrick yeah, Beverly. He, he wants like, to smoke. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Want he all heard LeVar and was like, I got exactly. this. Exactly. And, um, you know, I do think it all made Lonzo who he is today, though. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, a guy like LaMelo, like Lonzo did all of that. So LaMelo, I'm not going to say he don't have to go through it, but he's more than ready to go through it. Mm -hmm. He don't care. He he want all the smoke. You know what I'm saying? I, I actually, you know what's so crazy? And I, I didn't say it. I didn't like put this on my Instagram or nothing like that because I never thought I was gonna like admit this. But it, it made him grow up. It made him grow up. I watched this game, and it might have been his last game. Lamelo just coming off a thirty-two point triple double over there, right? Mm -hmm. Then he had he was in the midst of a twenty-five point triple double, and there was this guy guarding him named Sec Henry, mm -hmm. and he faced this dude in the, in a Drew League. I, I watched this dude in the Drew League play and everything, and Lamelo know. That Sec Henry is a dog, right? He knows this. But in the fourth quarter, late in the game, LaMelo 
trying to go for the lead. He kind of did the same crossover like three times in a row, trying to set up a, a step back or whatever he was doing. But he telegraphed the move, and Seth Henry plucked him, went down and dunked it, and it was like. I wanted to just throw my phone. It was, I think, it was like three in the morning. <laughs> I'm watching it. I'm like, it, the sound was off and shit. It was like, cause I want to wake my son up. I just, oh, I'm so bad. It was like, it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. But I, but I saw right, right there, you know. And then what made it worse? Melo got the ball, you know, off the inbound and went all the way and tried to like redeem himself. And dude blocked the shot. And dude is like six four, mm. but. He's a dog, and I just knew that that you know after I got over what I just watched, I knew like you know what Melo needed that. Yeah, yeah. Melo needed that, and he's gonna always remember. You can't play with your food out here. You know what I'm saying? These is grown men. You know you can get away with that stuff on lower levels, but these are the pros, and you you have to come and ball. And I just think ever since then, I just see how he lock in on his training and things like that. You know, he just I think that. Really helped him grow up. He's ready. He's more than ready. And you compare him to Luka Doncic, right? Because there, there a lot of people are like, who is he like? What do you mean yeah. he looks like a professional now? But when you learn how to play professional basketball, like you're mm -hmm. saying, yeah. you learn a lot. And then yeah. when you can go to the NBA, it's the highest version of that. Yeah. Now, Luka is, Luka is different, right? Mm -hmm. Luka is different and Melo is different. And I remember when I compared them both on my Instagram, they both – like a lot of people is like you don't know nothing you about basketball if you comparing LaMelo to Luca <laughs> you don't know nothing about basketball I'm like they might be taking it too literal like he doesn't play like Luca mm -hmm. but he plays at um at his own pace right and Melo doesn't fly up and down the court it's kind of methodical but it's not all like um you know it's not robot it's it's just confidence is this a confidence that he to, to do things that he shouldn't be confident to do against grown men. So that's why Luca looks crazy when we see him. Mm -hmm. He's doing things that that normal people are doing, but he's not supposed to be normal. Mm -hmm. Like he he's bigger than a Chris Paul, right? So when when Chris Paul does a routine, come off the, the pick, split the screen, find a guy over there. Okay, he does it. But when Luca does it, same speed and everything, it just looks so smooth and poised. Like he been doing it for years at this level, and it's just like it surprised everybody. But he has been doing it for years <laughs> in the pros. Mm -hmm. So with Melo Ball being a pro since he was sixteen in Lithuania, doing routine plays and 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 also making some difficult plays look routine. That's what I'm saying when I compare him to Luca. They just years that they're they're ahead of their um they're years ahead of their self as as far as maturity and seeing the game, seeing the floor. Making big shots. Confidence is everything. Mm -hmm. When you talk about a Luka being able to step back on LeBron, hit a, a you know, a dagger three. Like, where does he get that from? Because it, it's it's nothing. I've been playing against grown men. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Melo has that. I wouldn't be surprised if Melo come in and do that type of stuff on a guy like Luka or somebody like that because he just he's ready for it some people are just ready for it you know what I'm saying yeah and LeVar Ball also said right on the show so he goes around and does the whole circuit he says that the Pelicans are ready for the Lakers in the first round granted if they get the eight seed the Grizzlies right. have the eight seed right now so if they get the eight seed it'll be Zion Lonzo all the former Lakers versus mm -hmm. LeBron AD and the Lakers and right. LeVar is saying Lonzo's gonna go to a different level do you believe that being a ball fan I think Lonzo 
will definitely take it to another level. He showed uh, some glimpses of it against um, the Lakers last time they played, mm-hmm. the other day, you know, 19-9-9. And he wasn't necessarily, you know, knocking down all the shots, but the way he, he, drove, he drove to the basket, which is what people knocked him for, mm-hmm. not being assertive, not being aggressive enough. But, I mean, when you beating everybody down the court and getting layups, you know, play after play against a team that's – not slouches in, on defense. I know AD didn't play, but I mean, they still have great length. And they have JaVale, they have yeah, White, they got they, shot They got blockers. great length. And yeah, yeah. see, and since Lonzo makes everybody better, he utilizes everybody around him. You got to think, JJ is going to be back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if they can get in the AFC, which they kind of messing up right now because Ja and Memphis are not letting up, you, you can't let them beat Lakers and then you lose to them, mm-hmm. you know? So now Zion has to play a back-to-back today to try to get that back, you know. But, yeah, if they get that eighth seed, I do think Lonzo will elevate his play. Like, I think most players should elevate their play because it's more at stake. You got to just, you know, you can't tighten up, though. You got to be loose. Mm -hmm. And I think Lonzo is at a good place right now. So, yeah. When is the next time we see LeVar Ball? This will, this will be the final ball. Thought. The, the next time we see him, is it at the draft with LaMelo? Is he going to do the full you know, car wash of shows like he did for Lonzo going into the draft? I mean, is he going to be a main reason why you know, mm. LaMelo maybe isn't the number one pick? I don't think teams are are scared of LeVar no more mm-hmm. as far as uh, we're going to have to deal with his headache. I think they saw it. I think they saw a headache coming with, with Lonzo because um, it was the first one. You got to see, like, when it's the first one, it's like, okay, it's Lonzo Ball whose shot is over here. Mm-hmm. And he coming in with his own sneaks. <laughs> and he's apparently only going to play for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. That's like, come on, dude. What what you doing? Okay, since – and then a bunch of stuff, that all kind of blew up mm-hmm. in his face or whatever. And he survived. He survived because – his his youngest son was steady growing. Mm-hmm. So while he was getting called a fool for inventing a league that his son could shine in and had and sending his son to Lithuania and everything like that, it came full circle where, man, why wouldn't he do his Lavar I told you so tour? He kinda got it. He they owe him a I told you so tour when LaMelo gets drafted in the top five. And they already started it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just banned from ESPN. And now they like Damn, you kind of super relevant right now. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like Now he's on Fox. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. He, he was he was even banned on from Fox first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox was first Come and then on, it was ESPN, man. but now he's back at Fox. Come on. I, I saw the segue to the I forgot what lady that was on first day. <laughs> she kinda at the end of it. She was like, okay, we, let's switch gears. And he caught it at the end. He was like, like he kind of caught it because that's what got him in trouble last time. Yep, he, yep, something yep. like that. Like You can switch gears with me anytime, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but he kind of caught it at the end like, oh, that was slick. That was slick. But, yeah, man, LeVar is the GOAT. Uh, LaMelo will be a top five pick. I'm not going to say he's for sure the number one pick because I don't care who gets picked number one. Markel Fultz got picked number one. Ben Simmons got picked number one, who I hate, who's apparently a legend. Um, A few people got picked number one that I don't – it doesn't matter. The best player in a draft is the best player in a draft. Michael Jordan didn't get picked number one, so we don't care who gets picked number one. 
I believe LaMelo's the best and LeVar's the GOAT. All right, man. Uh, time to talk about who's hooping, hooping. You know what I mean? That's what we're going to do. We're going to, we, yeah, I like that. We're going to do that segment every time. Who's hooping, hooping? We all know the obvious, right? I mean, what is Zion averaging in the last five games? 30? I mean, come on, man. This dude, I, I mean, we already know. Zion's, Zion's a beast. He's unstoppable. I guess he's probably averaging about 27 and 6 in the last five games, something like that. Um, So, yeah, he's hooping. Jason Tatum. This dude, I ain't going to lie, I'm kind of tired of Jason Tatum. <laughs> he's so good. He's like Grant Hill that can shoot. You know what I mean? It's like he's just really – Really good, disgustingly good. I guess I don't like Boston players being this good, but he's dope and um he's definitely hooping. But I just like the when we talk about who's hooping, hooping, we're not gonna highlight the guys like Zion anymore and Tatum because everybody is highlighting them and they always gonna do good. It's and especially uh guys like Luca. You know the segment would just be called Who's Luca. Cause he's always hooping. So people like that, we don't need to talk about. Shake Milton. Mm. That's a name you don't hear every day. Shake Milton. Actually, um, for a lot of people that don't know him, that had to Google him after he had that great game. That SMU does not stand for Shake Milton University. <laughs> okay, but it should because he just put them on a the map too with this with this hoop he doing. Hey, look, man, what do you have on um, Clippers? Because it was in a losing game, and the next day he's all over everywhere. He was, like, on the cover of the slam and everything. <laughs> he had, like, 39, right? And But before that, he was hooping, hooping. Mm-hmm. He, had, he was averaging, like, 20 um, in, in three games before that. I really love that, right? I, I, I really love that um, he's hooping like that because me being from Philly, this is what I'm used to. The, the guy who, who has the ball in his hand, you got to be able to, to drop 30 sometime. You know what I mean? The guy who has the ball in his hand. Keep everyone else honest, yeah. Keep everybody else honest. You have to. They can't all know that you about to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even Andre Miller will will will, will put up some numbers. Eric like, I mean, Snow. Eric Snow. I mean, just keep them honest. You know what I'm saying? And which, which I didn't like Eric Snow by the way. <laughs> he was there to keep AI in check. But uh, but I gotta you you gotta you gotta respect Eric Snow. You know what I mean, shout out to Eric Snow. I want to I actually would love to talk to him about that whole AI thing. But um yeah, Shake Milton, be a bucket getter. When 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 um Simmons and Embiid comes back, if they come back together, whatever. Because I don't like them as a tandem together anymore. I'm done with the process. I've given up hope because I like Embiid by yourself. And if Simmons want to run the show by himself, that's cool. I know Simmons could be an all-star and a Hall of Famer running the show by himself. I don't think he could win a chip like that. But he will be great. So if y'all want to watch the Ben Simmons, you know, live your best life show or whatever, do it. I'm in here for some chips. So I like Embiid and Shake Milton at the point. And I like Ben Simmons at the four. Sorry. <laughs> Shake is hooping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shake is hooping. So I mean, what what do you got to add to that? Because I know you you let me go on my Ben Simmons rants. I know you like Ben Simmons. Yes, personally. Why? 
I like Ben. <laughs> I like Ben Simmons personally. I like the way he handles himself. You know, I, I think he gets a lot of bad rap, but I also understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't just take little twos all the time and refuse to shoot and not keep the defense honest. Yeah. I just want to point out and shake Milton. Let's get back to the real guy that's hooping hooping, not exactly. Ben Simmons, who's not hooping hooping. Exactly. He's just standing around. Yeah. Uh, Larry Brown at SMU, Philadelphia guy. Oh. Right? Brings him in to SMU, gets him to Philadelphia, Yo, and here minute. we are. <laughs> See, Larry Brown. A, see, this is why it's always good. Eric Snow's old coach. See when you see when you when you around a guy like Tate Frazier, <laughs> he reminds you everything you need to know about college basketball. And you know, even if even when you the hoop lord, because I got so many different <laughs> levels. You're post college though. You're I, like, got, I don't I, even know about college. Honestly, honestly, I got high school. <laughs> I got I got I got you know a lot. Of, I got, you got Lithuanian league. I got a lot of things on my mind, and and I knew this too. I knew by the way SMU was coached by Larry Brown, yes. and, and and wow, it's just great that it comes full circle that he's a Larry Brown kid. What makes this so better? Is that he's a Larry Brown kid and not a Brett Brown kid? <laughs> Woo wee! Because you know who, who who Ben Simmons is a Brett Brown kid, and he acts like it. That's his guy. Like Brett Brown asked him to shoot. Mm-hmm. He asked him, "Can you try to make three a game?" Larry Brown would have said, "See, that's how cold Larry Brown is." This and, and everybody in Philly loved Larry Brown like he won us a title. Uh-huh. They love him because they hated him while he was here. Because you know what he did? Larry Brown, this is what type of stuff he does to his star player if they not behaving well. This is what he does. Eric Snow, you're the captain of the team. Nobody even does this anymore, but we're going to give you a C on your jersey. Why? Because this is your team. AI like... What? Yeah, he the captain. Cause that's cause he the one that, that runs the show how I want it ran. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna give you the ball and you're gonna and he's gonna not give you the ball when I don't want him to. And AI just gotta be like, man, I hate this shit, man. So what I just gotta sit around average 33 and 8 and go to the finals? Yeah. That's what you gotta do. Because Larry Brown set boundaries that you can't go past. See, he would have been on a um uh, what's the name? Ben Simmons would have been on the bench mm-hmm. because he don't. He's not Larry Brown. Not going to sit there and, and and ask you to shoot a three a game. He's going to be like, okay, that was an opportunity. Time out. And you're going to just sit next to him. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't have to explain why. Mm-hmm. He Larry Brown. What he's going to do is wait to the press conference and just be like, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, these guys they come in and they just you know they're prima donnas, you know, I mean. She's not going to play if you're not going to play the way I want you to play. This is what it is. And everybody is going to be talking about you. And the, the, they're going to have write-ups about you. You're going to be mad. You're going to have to deal with it. That's what AI was. AI just had to be a punching bag for Larry Brown. Even after wins, he would be like, I mean, you know, 38 points. I mean, but you didn't you didn't shoot well. I mean, yeah, we got the win. But, I mean, can't win against a good team like this. And it's like, damn. But he know what he's doing. He's just making sure that AI is ready to play the way he's going to have to play when we go get our ass beat by the Lakers in the finals. <laughs> but but at least we're going to get there. So basically, um he's not an enabler. And um I'm not I'm not saying that Brett Brown is a bad coach because I I, I don't think uh Sixers problems are Brett Brown. I 
think they Ben Simmons. But <laughs> it's a reason why this dude Shake is hooping, and that's because Larry Brown. That's one of the reasons. Larry Brown and that Philly connection and him just being a not Brett Brown guy. It is what it is. Yeah, man, y'all could uh, come see me at the barbershop on 7811 Beverly Boulevard. You know, get your hair cut and also have some great conversations. You know, if you if you know about the game, I don't want to have you um, ran out of there because there's some some people with some good hoop knowledge in there too. So um, yeah, man. Uh, also, catch me on Instagram, the Hoop Lord official. Um, I also got the Hoop Lord page itself the hoop lord but the hoop lord official you catch me on there and um you know at me on things that you think is a travel so i can roast you on about um not knowing footwork and um really not knowing what you're watching so i could break it down for you help you understand life a little better uh i am the hoop lord i'm gonna always keep it real and just and just lay down the law you know what i'm saying on on these players and um what I expect from them And I'm not going to be Generous all the time I'm not going to be nice all the time I'm going to be Stern on it On my, my ruling <clears throat> So you know uh, Yeah Holla at me man The hoop lord Oh Yeah yeah You know what Um, <clears throat> Definitely interested in You know Interviewing some players We're going to have A lot of special guests on on the show, you know what I'm saying? Tate Frazier knows everybody. <laughs> My man, uh, Mike Goldstein. Um, we, we, we can get pretty much anybody. Uh, shout out to my man, uh, Tracy Mills. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was courtside at all of the Drew League games for LaMelo Ball. And I got an up close and personal view at the top prospect. I was sitting right next to LeVar. I know it all about when it comes to LaMelo Ball and, you know, how ready he is. You know, I, I'm somebody, you know, important in this hoop game. And you guys will see this very soon, you know, or else I wouldn't I wouldn't have, you know, access to guys like Tate Frazier. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, the Hoop Lore podcast, man. Y'all guys tune in and, you know, we here for all your hoop information and content man the hoop lord official on instagram follow mm-hmm.